This morning's reading is taken from John, chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been carried out in God. Good morning and welcome to Christchurch Online. My name's Ian Brimfield. I'm the senior minister here at Christchurch. And this morning we're going to look at this uh, passage of the Bible that we've just had read to us. It's about a, a meeting between a religious leader called Nicodemus and the new preacher who is causing such a stir in Jerusalem and far beyond called Jesus. Uh, John has written this wonderful account which really brings Jesus to life so that we can see the things that Jesus did, the wonderful miracles and signs that he did. We can hear 
the teaching that he gave and the explanation that he gave to what he was doing and what he had come to bring. And John, the writer, tells us that he's done this. He's given us this wonderful account of Jesus, that we may see who Jesus is, that we may believe in Jesus. And in believing in Jesus, we may be given life. That is full life forever. Full life forever. So this morning, we're going to think about this meeting between Nicodemus and Jesus. And we're particularly going to focus in on one verse, one saying of Jesus that really had Nicodemus scratching his head and wondering what Jesus was all about. So Jesus said in verse 3 of John chapter 3, if you've got a Bible, do follow uh, with me. John 3 verse 3, Jesus answered Nicodemus, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I've got a question for us as we begin this this morning. Can you control the wind? Can you control the wind? Uh, Today is called Pentecost Sunday in the church's calendar. It's the day when we particularly remember the Holy Spirit coming to the early Christians who were meeting in Jerusalem soon after Jesus had gone up to heaven to be with his heavenly father, what we call his ascension, his going up and being crowned as king in heaven. And sometime after that, the Holy Spirit came, we're told, like a mighty wind on those Christians who were getting together in Jerusalem. Now, interestingly, in John chapter 3, as we've just heard, Jesus also talks about the Holy Spirit as a mighty wind. Now, can you control the wind? Will you try this with me? Try catching the wind that you blow out of your mouth. Can you try that? Let's try again. No, it's impossible to control, isn't it? We can hear a sound coming out of our mouth, but we can't catch the wind. We can't see the wind. We can hear it. We can, if outside, we can see perhaps things waving in the breeze. But the wind is very hard to understand where it comes from, where it goes to, and we cannot control it. And Jesus is trying to teach us something about God and himself and about the Holy Spirit in telling us that there's something here that we cannot understand for ourselves and we cannot control for ourselves. Now, as I said, Nicodemus seemed to be a man who was very confused about Jesus. He'd heard something about Jesus, but when Jesus started talking to him, he began scratching his head even more. And perhaps that was your experience as we had the reading uh, a few minutes ago. When we heard Jesus talking, we thought, what is Jesus talking about? 
Now, Nicodemus was a very learned man. He'd studied the Bible, the Old Testament, very hard indeed. And he was somebody who was very serious about God. And he was looking for God to do something very wonderful in rescuing God's people from the position that they were in and bringing in a kingdom where God would rule over his people and they would live wonderfully at peace and in prosperity. They would have plenty to eat and there would be no arguments and no wars and people would live well together. It's called God's kingdom where God is ruling. It's a wonderful place to be. And God had promised that he would bring in his kingdom. Nicodemus was waiting for that, longing for it, just as perhaps some of us long for Christmas to come. And it, it seems that it never comes. And the closer the date comes, the longer it seems to take to get there. But this is going to be far more wonderful than any Christmas. And Nicodemus was longing for it. And Jesus has arrived on the scene and started doing wonderful things. And he seemed to be cleaning things up. So if you were with us last week, you'd have heard about Jesus going to the temple and doing what we call cleansing the temple, but turfing out all the people who were making a mockery of God in that very special place to Jews. And Nicodemus is, well, he thinks this is it's wonderful. He wanted somebody to come and bring breathe new life into the dead religion that had fallen uh, upon those times. And Jesus seemed to be making everything new and everything fresh. And so Nicodemus comes wanting to know more. And this was everything that Nicodemus was, was longing for. But, 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 Jesus, really? He doesn't quite seem to be the right sort of person from the right sort of place with the right sort of background to be the person that God was going to use to bring in his kingdom. So that raises all sorts of questions in Nicodemus's mind. And Nicodemus, again, as I say, he was very serious about God, very serious about looking for God's kingdom to come. And he was a very well-respected religious person and religious teacher. Uh, Jesus described him as, you're Israel's teacher. You're somebody with a position that is recognised, who should be able to teach Israel about the kingdom of God. And you don't understand these things. So if Nicodemus couldn't understand them and was confused by them, well, it's not surprising that we find it all quite confusing as well. And it makes us scratch our heads and wonder what's going on. So Jesus's answer to Nicodemus's longing is of huge importance to us. Because as he was in the darkness of spiritual confusion, so, apart from Jesus, 
are we as well? So Jesus's answer to Nicodemus's longing for God really matters. And Jesus says this to him, unless a person is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless this happens, you will not see, you will not understand, you will not be part of God's forever kingdom, where life will be enjoyed in its fullness as God intended. So this is really important and we need help to understand it. So let's pray that we'll have that help. Lord, open our minds in our confusion to understand what it is that Jesus wants to say to us this morning, what it is that we have to understand so we can be part of your kingdom too. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, the first thing I want us to see this morning is that we need Jesus to be our teacher. We need Jesus to be our teacher. And unless Jesus is our teacher, we won't understand these things at all. So Jesus begins talking to Nicodemus and he says, Truly, truly, I say to you. In other words, Nicodemus, you're not going to understand anything unless you listen to me. Truly, truly, emphasis, emphasis, truly, truly, I say to you. And three times we heard those words in today's reading. So Jesus is saying something very, very important that he wants Nicodemus to understand and that we also need to understand. So Nicodemus, John, Mary, Bill. Matilda, I've something very important to say to you and you need to listen to what I'm saying because otherwise you will never understand God's kingdom and you'll never be able to be part of it. So please, please give me your full attention, says Jesus, and let me explain things to you so that you can understand So we're never going to understand unless we listen to Jesus. Truly, truly, I say to you. So let's this morning give our attention to Jesus and let Jesus be our teacher. So are we ready to listen and obey? So let's listen to Jesus's explanation of what he means uh, let's remind ourselves of the verse we're looking at, John 3, verse 3. Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And in verse 5, Jesus explains it a little more. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So we need to be born of water and the Spirit. And what that means is that we need Jesus to cleanse us and Jesus to give us new life by his Spirit. Uh, 
So first of all, then, we need Jesus to cleanse us. Because one of the things that Nicodemus had to learn and everybody has to learn is that we can never make ourselves good enough for God. However hard we try, we can never make ourselves good enough for a God who is completely, totally, wonderfully good. We're never good enough for God, however hard we try. And Nicodemus was certainly somebody who would have tried very, very hard indeed. He was a Pharisee, and nobody tried harder than a Pharisee to be good and to be ready for God's kingdom. And Nicodemus needed to learn that he could never make himself good enough for God. And so do we. Jesus talks about us being in darkness. And that's the darkness of confusion, but also the darkness of what the Bible calls sin, of being separated from uh, God. Uh, Later in the chapter, we read about being under condemnation. That's how we're living, without the knowledge and the presence of God in our lives. And Jesus says some pretty hard things about us. Just ordinary, everyday sort of people, not particularly nasty or horrible people, but ordinary people like us. He says people love darkness rather than the light. Even when the light comes into the world, they love darkness. They do evil things, he says. They do not just bad things, but wicked things. And that's uh, quite a hard thing to get hold of, isn't it? And to say it of ourselves and yet that is what Jesus says we are like and we try and hide those things which is one of the reasons why we don't want to come into the light that Jesus sheds in our lives. Uh, If you shine a light in a dark place you find all sorts of things hidden away, uh, dust and dirt and, and so on that is otherwise hidden. Perhaps in your house you've been doing some uh, spring cleaning during the lockdown. You went under beds and behind cupboards and the back of drawers and you found all sorts of things. Perhaps you were asked to tidy your bedroom and you discovered all sorts of uh, dirty things you'd you'd lost and forgotten that are full of dust and so on. Now, the light shows up all that dirt. And so it is with Jesus. When we put our lives alongside Jesus, we begin to see how dirty our lives are. And to be part of God's kingdom, we need to be made clean of all those dirty things that are part of the darkness of being separated from God. And Jesus tries to explain it with a story from the Old Testament that Nicodemus would have known. He reminds him of a story when the people of God, having come out of the slavery they were in in Egypt, were in the wilderness and on their way to the promised land that God was going to give them. But it's a hard journey and the people get tired and they get fed up of having the same food every day 
and they think it's all pretty miserable and too difficult and they want to go back and be slaves in Egypt again. They think that would be better than being on the way to God's kingdom. And sometimes those who are followers of Jesus can feel like that. They'd rather go back to how they were because sometimes it seems so hard to be on our way to the place where Jesus has prepared for us in heaven. So the people were complaining in the wilderness and God taught them a hard lesson. He sent snakes which bit the people, poisonous snakes which bit the people and people were dying. And they realised how wrong they'd been to complain at God and they asked Moses to pray for them. And God told Moses to make a bronze snake as a replica of the snakes that had bit them and to put it on a pole and lift it up high so that people could look at it. And as they looked at it, if they were believed God's remedy, if they looked at that snake on the pole, they would be healed from the poison of the snakes. And Jesus says that he, the Son of Man, will be lifted up. And so often there are two ideas going on at once here and Jesus is referring to the cross where he would be lifted up, where he would become like a, the poison of our sin would be taken on him on the cross so that we could be forgiven and made clean. It also talks uh, refers to Jesus being lifted up as he was at his ascension and taken into heaven, which is the point at which he gives us the Spirit. We'll come to that in just a moment. But as Jesus was lifted up on the cross, and as we look to the cross, we can be made clean, realising, admitting, that we can never make ourselves good enough for God, but that we need to be cleansed by Jesus through his death. So that's the first part of Jesus's explanation of how we can understand and be part of God's kingdom. We need to admit that we need to be made clean by Jesus and to accept that cleansing. The second thing we need to recognize and see is that we need Jesus to give us new life. We can't give ourselves the new life to live Jesus's way by ourselves. And Jesus uses this idea of being born again of the Spirit. We need to be born again from above. We need God by his Spirit to give us new life. We need him to do something that we cannot do for ourselves. And so we need to ask him to give us new life. And Jesus says, you must be born again. You cannot see, you can't understand God's kingdom and what it's like to live in that kingdom unless you are born again. We need to ask God to do something in our lives. We can't give ourselves new life. Only God can give that to us by his new life. There's no other way to be part of God's kingdom. Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, we need to listen to Jesus's explanation and let him be our teacher. 
unless a person is born again, he or she cannot see, cannot be part of God's kingdom. So we need to admit that we need to be made clean and we need to ask the Lord Jesus to give us new life by his spirit, to make a new start with him. And if you're someone who's never made a clear start in following Jesus and turned your life over to him and admitted to him that you know that you need to be made clean and that you can only be made clean through his death on the cross, then there's no better time than today than to do it. To admit that you need to be made clean. Admit that you need to be born again. And then to ask him to give you his spirit and give you that new start and that new life that you need. We need to admit we need to be made clean. We need to ask Jesus to give us new life by his spirit. Now, many of us have made that start in the Christian life, in following Jesus, and we've begun that new life. But it's a reminder, isn't it, that we need that new life every day. We need God to keep giving us the life of his spirit. Just as with the air we breathe, we need to constantly keep breathing. We need God to constantly give us his spirit day by day and hour by hour that we may live this new life that we've been given. And it's a reminder too that however hard we try, we cannot make anybody else a Christian. Only God can do that. And so if there's someone we know that we'd love would begin to follow Jesus and have this new life for themselves, we need to ask God that he will be kind, that he will be generous that he will give them that new life that they so need. That he'll help them to see that they need Jesus to be their teacher, as we need Jesus to be our teacher. That they will come to the point where they can admit that they need to be made clean by Jesus, just as we need to admit that we need to be made clean by Jesus. And to ask him to give that new life by his spirit, just as we need to keep asking day by day for that new life, to live a life following Jesus as we make our way to that kingdom that will last forever, where we will enjoy in full the life that Jesus has come to bring. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came to this world and were lifted up on the cross, that we may be made clean. We admit to you that we need you to make us clean, to be ready for God's kingdom. And we ask that you will give us the new life we need by your Spirit. May he come into us day by day and fill us up that we may live a life 
that shows that we are part of God's forever kingdom and keep us listening to you, Lord Jesus. Please give us your spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for being uh, with us today. We're going to uh, pray and sing a song uh, and uh, look forward to the week ahead seeking to follow Jesus.